for traders who crave risk. Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage. Utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Small cap stocks are the up and comers. It's an area of the stock market associated with high growth potential. And the ETFs tracking small caps come in all flavors, as you're about to see on today's show. We've got an audience requested quadruple header between four small cap ETFs from Advantis, Invesco, and Pacer. Stick around. This is ETF Battles. I'm Ronda Leggi, and welcome to the show. For new viewers, please hit the subscribe button and join our community. If you've been enjoying our originals like this one, along with the uh, Portfolio Makeover and the many others, uh, we are going to really keep you informed and on top of your investments, along with the financial markets. Uh, you can also hit the like button as you please. Now, if you have an ETF battle suggestion that you think we should do, Send me your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Program alert. And this is something I'm thrilled to announce. ETF Guide is doing a giveaway contest that's now underway. You can win a $500 deposit directly into your IRA or Roth IRA account. It's easy. All you got to do is register your name and email address on the contest page. The link is provided below in the description section. In that same area, you're also going to find links to our program judges, along with our program sponsor, Direction. Today's ETF contest was suggested by a viewer named Miles, and it's a quadruple header between two small cap ETFs from Invesco, ticker symbols RWJ and XSVM, going up against one ETF from Pacer, that's CAF, and one from Avantis, AVUV. So which of these small cap ETFs is the optimal choice? Well, helping us to sort through the small cap ETF mayhem is a formidable duo. We've got Mike Akins with ETF Action and James Seyfert with Bloomberg. Guys, welcome back. Great to see you. Thanks for having me, Ron. Looking forward to it. Great to be here. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and mystery. The mystery categories where our judges can give us a single factor or multiple factors that they think are important to today's contest. Our judges can also nominate wildcard ETFs. If they feel that there's a better choice somewhere else, they can also opt for split decisions. I've got the scorekeeping chores, and at the end of the program, we will declare an overall winner Keep in mind, none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or our judges. So let's kick things off with the first category, cost. Mike, please get us started. Um, see, all four of these ETFs are pretty fairly, um, have, have fair expense ratios. Um, AV, UV is the cheapest, um, and they all have pretty good liquidity. They all have good size viability. 
So I'll give the winner to AVUV, but um, as we go throughout the category, I don't think there's a wide enough gap in these expense ratios to warrant um, choosing one over the, over, over the other, and we should probably focus on the other categories for our ultimate winner. That's a strong start. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, you're up next, James. How do you see it in terms of cost? Yeah, I agree with everything Mike said. For the most part, AVUV is the cheapest, but it's still at 25 basis points, so it's not like dirt cheap. Uh, the most expensive you have is the Pacer one. At, we have 59 basis points, um, and the other two are both at just under 40 basis points, 39 um, so they're all in the same ballpark for the most part. The only one that seems remotely expensive is you could argue is maybe CAF, but um, there's, there's some reasons why they would have a more expensive ETF for the exposure they're offering. Um, but yeah, AVUV is, is the winner on cost. They are the cheapest. That takes us next to exposure strategy. And James, you're still up. Please give us your analysis. Yeah, I mean, these are very different products. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking for a really broad exposure with some factor tilts, um, Avantis is is probably the one you're going to pick. I mean, also, it's the only actively managed uh, product on this list, though I would argue that most of what Avantis does is kind of like active in name only. They don't have the set um, quarterly or semi-annual or whatever rebalances, but they do follow like a pretty standardized quantitative type process for doing these types of investments. Um, then you look at CAF and their, with their, their cash cows, we think of this as a, a specific subset of a quality tilt um, in, in the small, the small cap space. And then you have the RWJ from Vesco, which is revenue weighted, uh, which is unique. Um, that, that actually, they actually acquired this fund from a company called Revenue Shares that had a whole slew of ETFs that were all revenue weighted. And then we go over to the Invesco S&P small cap value tilt, uh, XSVM, which is um, small cap value with momentum, I should say, sorry. Um, so that one is a multi-factor product uh, that's going to do a bunch of different things. Um, so these are all very different. So if you're looking for value with momentum, you're going to pick that one. But um, as far as the broadest exposure um, and offering like unique quantitative exposure to the small cap space, I'm probably going to have to give this to AVUV if I had to pick one. But I don't have like a really strong take on which one has the better strategy. They're very differentiated strategies um, and they will all do different things in different market environments. Thank you very much, James. You're up next, Mike. How do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? Yeah, I think uh, James did an excellent job walking through the four strategies, so I won't uh, reiterate that. Um, I will add a, a few observations. Um, one, it can kind of break these four strategies down by how much factor exposure do you want? How um, much concentration, how much tilt do you want to get? So if you think about kind of in order of least amount of tracking error or the least amount of divergence from a broad benchmark like the um, S&P 600, the small cap index. Um, RWJ is really just going to own the S&P 600 and then reweight it based on revenue instead of reweighting it based on size. And as a result, it's got a lot of a commonality. It's got 60% overlap. It owns all the exact same names. So it's, you know, the least amount of tracking error, but it's reweighting it. And by reweighting by revenue, what it ultimately does is it gives it a value tilt. All of these strategies are going to have some sort of value tilt, but that revenue, um, some would argue, is going to be more about the actual size of the, the company and not the um, how the company currently um, is viewed by the market from a valuation perspective. Um, next would be AVUV. Like James said, 
It is a broad multi-factor strategy. That's how we categorize it here at ETF Action. It has a significant overlap, but still 70% active share. So only 30% overlap with the S&P 500. Um, so it is a good multi-factor strategy. It is active technically, but James did a good job explaining that, you know, that those lines can be blurred as well. Then you get into CAF and XSVM. Those are by far and away the most concentrated portfolios and specifically going after. So if you have a strong belief in cash flow as a way to screen on the small cap strategy, CAF does a good job of doing that. However, note that anytime you screen on a single factor, it comes with potential um, things to understand. For example, CAF has done extremely well. We'll talk about it in performance as of late. But the reason it's done extremely well is because by screening on cash flow, you almost automatically remove all financials. If you look at the history of CAF, it's only held a handful of financial companies and they're not banks. And guess what? As a result, that one-year performance is significantly improved because it avoided the, the regional bank um, issues that we had at the beginning of the year. Um, and then SX, XSVM, you know, it's, it's, value, it's value companies that have, are showing some signs of momentum. Um, and it's a very unique strategy, very highly concentrated. For me, if you put all that together, <clears throat> I agree that AVUV um, is just going to be a broader multi-factor exposure. Though, what, as James said, if you have a specific um, concentration, a tilt that you're looking for, um, CAF and XSVM are very unique. And RWJ has done extremely well as well. Um, but um, for me, just kind of broadly speaking, AVUV um, gets me some factors, some exposure, um, but keeps a broad allocation and the integrity of that small cap allocation. That takes us next to performance. Mike, you're still up. So please give us your analysis. Which of these ETFs stands out when it comes to performance returns? Well, all of them have um, done extremely well relative to their broad benchmark. If you want to consider the benchmark being the S&P small cap or S&P 600, um, they've all outperformed on the three-year, um, I think, S&P IJR, which is the S&P small cap ETF. It's up 14.23% on the three-year. RWJ is the best performer, up 28%, so double that return. Um, AVUV, 25%, XSVM, 25%, and CAF, 21%. On the one year, um, CAF is the big winner, but I already explained that. It's almost 100% because they avoided completely the train wreck, which was the regional banks in the first quarter of this year. So to that extent, um, broadly, I'm going to give my winner to AVUV because of the consistency of its outperformance, which you can uh, kind of define as a higher information ratio, if you will. Um, but I think that AVUV... Um, it's got it's it's demonstrated some outperformance relative to the S and P 600 um, benchmark, um, but it's done it in a little bit more consistent manner. And I think to that, I'll give it the nod in this category on a risk return. And I like my odds going forward to not have big tracking error events and just give me a little more consistency of returns. Thank you very much, Mike. You're up next, James. Performance is the category. How do you see it? Yeah, I basically see it the same way Mike said. He pointed out the the cash cows calf uh, outperforming this year, which was something I was hoping to point out because the regional bank. So he beat me to it. Um, but I all but I do want to say echo what he said. I mean the S the S and P six hundred has beaten the Russell two thousand um, pretty handily since the bottom. I like to look at things since the the market bottom roughly and and during COVID to get an analysis of how it's done over the long term. And all of these have crushed those benchmarks. 
over that time period. Part of that is because, as Mike said in the last section, these have a value tilt. Value has done well. It's been true in small cap as well. But if you look year to date, the one fund that has also outperformed um, those benchmarks since then is the the cash cows. Though, so from the, if you go back to the the um, the COVID crash from the bottom, they aren't the best performer. The best performer is that revenue weighted ETF that Mike was talking about, RWJ. Um, so I'm going to give the win to RWJ here, but pointing out that um, the cash cows ETF. Um, did did very well year to date because of the avoidance of the things that Mike talked about. That takes us next to the mystery battle category. This is where our judges could pick a single factor or multiple factors that they feel are crucial to today's contest. So James, you're up. What is your mystery choice? Tell us and which of these two ETFs or four ETFs stands out? Yeah. So the one that stands out to me most is multiple things. So my mystery category is going to be um, the uh, volume. So the one thing that trades the most here is AVUV. It has the most liquidity. Um, but I also would like to point out the fact that cash cows, as Mike said before, is the most concentrated portfolio. It holds only 100 stocks. SSVM is close at 121, but the other two are both over 600. So you're getting very different exposures. You're looking at CAF versus XSVM. And also when you're looking at AVUV versus RWJ. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it to AVUV on volume just because we haven't really talked about that at all. Um, but they all have relatively tight spreads. They all have some volume. They're not, they're not quite as big, but also AVUV doesn't dominate the others in this category either. It's about twice as much volume as CAF, which is second. Um, but again, twice as much isn't, isn't all that great, <laughs> all that meaningful in the grand scheme of things. Um, so uh, I'm going to give it to AVUV in this category, but an honorable mention to CAF for being the most concentrated portfolio which means it's going to give you more differentiated exposure. So if you're looking for something as an additive to your portfolio in the satellite position, something like AVUV would not make sense because it's a broad exposure. But uh, CAF or something or XSVM is going to be a little more concentrated, give you a little more juice in the event that those exposures or, or factors they have exposure to um, will, will go. Um, so if you're looking for a specific factor, it makes sense to go somewhere else. But if you're looking for broad, it's going to go AVA, AVUV and it's the most liquid and has some of the tightest spreads. Mike, you're up next. You're, what is your mystery battle category and which of these ETFs wins it? Yeah, this, this is kind of fun, right? When was the last time we did a factor battle where we could say we had four strategies and they all outperformed their benchmark? Um, I, I can't remember ever being on your show and having four non-traditional weighted indexes or strategies where they've outperformed a broad-based benchmark. And I think that brings you to my mystery category, which is the importance of understanding your target exposure, your allocation, your asset class, whatever you want to talk about it. In this case, um, we're looking at small caps, which your benchmark to small caps is very different than the benchmark when you're comparing like the S&P 500 as an example. You know, the top 10% weighting, the top 10 weighting of IJR, the S&P 500, S&P 600 ETF is only 6% in the top 10, right? So you've eliminated that size effect that you have in the large cap. When I, when I say the size effect, I mean, right now, so many factor ETFs in the in the large cap space cannot keep up because they all have inherent size bias. They all allocate away from the largest names, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon. Um, and as a result, they can't keep up because of that tilt away from those big names, which make up such a big portion. We're getting into a more almost, I guess, efficient space. And these strategies have achieved... Um, their stated goal of providing excess value, um, largely because the benchmark is much more diverse. 
Um, and we haven't been in this environment where the behemoths have destroyed everything. And I, I just think it's really unique when I was preparing for this battle, you know, I was just like, wow, they've all outperformed and they've all outperformed consistently and by a large margin. What's the, what's the common theme here? Common theme is we're not going up against the S&P 500, which has that domination of those large names. So to that extent, I would say, you know, when you're thinking about investing outside of the box, meaning not just investing market cap weighting, um, perhaps for the time being, you should be focusing on areas like small cap, like mid cap, like international, like emerging markets, where you don't have that that kind of domination effect or um, of the large names. Um, to that extent, um, I still like broad based exposure, um, and I like consistency in my returns when I'm building portfolios. So I'm going to stick with the same theme that AVUV gets me that um, RWJ a close second, um, but just broadly, it's more just kind of me wanting to ramble about um, how fun it was to do. Um, a battle where factor strategies actually added value. Yeah, and great observation too about the factors all per- outperforming, which is a pretty rare phenomenon. Thank you for bringing that up. And this brings us now to the part of the show where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So, Mike, you're up. Give it to us. My winner's AVUV. Um, I give a close second to RWJ. I like the simplicity of reweighting by revenue, which gives you that value tilt but maintains the exposure. Um, I actually like XSVM a lot um, as a long-term alpha play. I just wouldn't use it as my core. Um, you're going to have a lot more um, uh, tracking error, and you're, you know that can that can be problemsome, especially if you're a financial advisor and you're building portfolios for clients. Um, and then CAF, um, I, I think cash flows um, and that quality tilt, like how James explained, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I have a problem with it because it excludes an entire sector, which is actually a large sector in the small cap space. Um, and that, that I struggle with that concept, um, but it's done extremely well. So been a good category. All these strategies, you know, props to the issuers, props to the folks that, that put these together. But my overall winner is AVUV because it aligns with my, my way of creating portfolios and allocating um, strategically for the long term. James, your final chance to weigh in with your overall battle winner. Give it to us. I hate to be the guy that just makes this boring and agrees, but I agree with Mike here. And that the, this the, the sector that you saw about CAF has no exposure to financials essentially, so um, that's usually typically a big part of uh, a small cap index. Um, that said, if you are looking for these, we've said this throughout. If you're looking for specific factor exposure as a tactical play or trade or whatever, each of these ETFs make complete sense. Um, and they do exactly what they're saying they're going to do. And that shows us, if you look over historically, when we talk about the performance section, they have all outperformed their underlying, underlying benchmark um, and the factors have, have done well. So if you're looking for a specific factor, all of these, for the most part, have given you exposure to that factor in some one way or another. So um, for that reason, I would say, like, yeah, they're, they're all pretty good. But the winner, if I have to pick one, I'm going to have to go with AVUV. Um, largely because it's the cheapest and it's actively managed. So a lot of really iffy things have happened in the small cap space. And historically, we could go back to the meme stock craze and something like AVUV would uh, have been able to be tactical around that uh, when it happened, whereas others would have just had to follow the rules of their index, which we didn't really touch on. So that's another reason why I had to uh, lean a little bit towards AVUV here. Well, our judges did a great job at analyzing today's ETF quadruple header and the final scorecard reading 
is AVUV for the win. And I think our judges made some awesome, awesome points. It's hard to synthesize all of the great points that were made in this final part of the show. But AVUV was by far, I think, the repeating winner in most categories. It's got the lowest cost. It also has uh, the uh, low, uh, highest trading volume, tightest spreads. And also the only active choice among this group. It's got a 70% active share. Um but uh, our judges, uh, again, raised some great points across the board. Small caps are a place that uh, you should be looking at inside your investment portfolio. If you don't have exposure to this area, I think what we've given you on today's program is an excellent place to begin. And again, Mike and James, great job for your out- which are outstanding analysis. We couldn't have done it without you. Well done. Thanks, Ron. It was a lot of fun. It's good seeing you, James. Thanks, Ron, for having me. Be sure to visit the description section below. We've got research links to our judges. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction. I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching ETF Battles. We'll see you next time. For traders who crave risk, Direction's daily leveraged and inverse ETFs provide opportunities to magnify short-term perspectives with daily 3x and 2x leverage or inverse leverage, utilize bull and bear funds for both sides of the trade, and trade through rapidly changing markets. These are highly leveraged ETFs with a daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. Whether you're a bull or a bear, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to Direction.com. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services, LLC.